You're joining Molly and Jody as we talk with folks about creativity in Plains Country. What it is and why it matters that we're here doing it. And this is Place Well Tended. On this episode of Place Well Tended, Molly and I know you are going to love our guest, Wes Eisenhower of Kick Turn Studio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where Kick Turn is actively making things you've never seen before and pushing boundaries, breaking rules, defying convention to create visuals that surprise and delight. Through photography and videography, Wes crafts stories that illuminate the magical and beautiful existing in the mundane, ordinary moments of life. He embraces and seeks out the unique adventure that is available simply by living in the Plains region and South Dakota. Rather than going to work in a coastal city to do his creative work, he brings the creative work to Sioux Falls and the surrounding areas. Somebody needs to do the work of telling the stories and making new things in this place. So in his words, if not us, then who? Be inspired to action by this conversation with Wes Eisenhower. Wes, thank you for joining us today. We are just really excited to have you with us. I started following you on Instagram, I think, a while ago, and I've just been really drawn in by your photos and your videos of landscape. Jody and I both have been. So um, first of all, welcome to the show. And second, we know you're a photographer, but I'm clearly just the tip of the iceberg. So can you tell us a little bit about your business and your practice and what it is you do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hi, Jody and Molly. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Wes Eisenhower. I'm a full-time photographer, filmmaker, musician. Um, I'm based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, my wife and I, along with a partner and longtime friend, Isaac Show, run a, a studio here in Sioux Falls called Kick Turn Studio. Um, so yeah, our, our, our main business is uh, helping brands with marketing, um, a lot of commercial photography, a lot of short form kind of documentary filmmaking work, um, and then a lot of custom audio. So we create a lot of the music that we use and the videos that we create. Um, so yeah, we have a little uh, office and studio in downtown Sioux Falls where we make music, take pictures, edit video, and just kind of a, a little clubhouse for us all. So yeah, that's kind of the, the gist of what I do on, on the day to day. That's awesome. The work that we that we see as we look through your Instagram is whether it's Sioux Falls or the Badlands, there's definitely an orientation of place in it. Uh, can you talk to us about what interests you about a location and what you try to express in your work? Like Sioux Falls, you know, is there things about being in that place that specifically matter to you that come out in your work? Yeah. So I guess I should say that, you know, I wasn't born here. Uh, mm -hmm. I was born in Massachusetts, uh, just outside of Boston and spent the first 13 years of my life there. And so in eighth grade, my parents moved me to, to Sioux Falls, um, which was a, a, a wild kind of culture shock, to be honest. Um, wow. It, yeah. it, it, it was, it was a, a big thing. So sight unseen, I'd never been here before. And suddenly we landed oh, here wow. in the middle of my eighth grade year and I went to school in Sioux Falls. And, um, you know, I often think about who I would be if if that would have never happened. Um, and I'm very grateful that my parents brought me here at, at that time. Um, at the time, I wasn't super excited <laughs> about it. But <laughs> I bet. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I, you know, I, I found a lot of the important things that influenced my life when I landed here. Um, I found, uh, punk rock music and, uh, skateboarding, um, and, and just a, a whole kind of, um, counterculture that, that I didn't <laughs> expect to find and, and that wouldn't, one wouldn't expect to find in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, but, um, it really kind of informed a lot of my tastes and style, I think, um, you know, at that young age and mm-hmm. finding those things that heavily influenced me, but fast forward to where I am now. Um, you know, I've, I value traveling the world and I, and I value, uh, experiences but I also value where I come from. And, you know, I did my important growing up years in, in South Dakota. I'm a South mm-hmm. Dakotan through and through. Um, it, so I made a decision when I w- was really leaning into the photography portion of my creative journey to really lean into what we have available to us here and um, what makes us unique. You know, there was mm-hmm. a long time where I felt like, oh, you know, all the action is in these big urban Mm -hmm. metropolitan areas. I need to be in LA or Chicago or New York. Um, And you know what? I think uh, people know about those places. People don't know so much about South Dakota Um, and what we have in from a photography standpoint, I really just decided to kind of lean into the beauty that surrounds us in this Mm -hmm. state. Um, You know, we have, incredible landscapes and sparsely populated areas and a major lack of light pollution, which gives us these incredible starry night skies. And um, so I've really um, made that kind of my focus as far as if I'm going to curate an Instagram feed and be a a photographer, um, you know, I'm going to show the things that we have available to us here that make us unique. and, And that's what I've done. I love that. That's what we're about, you know, Everybody knows about LA and New York, but but they don't necessarily know about South Dakota and what we have here and the creativity that's going on here in this place. And so mm-hmm. that's that's a big reason we wanted to talk to you. You know, you were born in Massachusetts. You came here in those formative years. And so how has the the Midwest landscape woven into who you are as a person? Um, you know, uh I found that some of the most peaceful moments that I've had in my life have been just being by myself out on like a landscape early in the morning or, or, you know, as the sun is setting and um, it's made me just appreciate the simplicity uh, of life and how, you know, being um, by yourself or with the people you love in a, in a beautiful place is, is, is enough, uh, to, to really satisfy a lot of that create creative hunger that I have. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, like I said, it's, it's what makes us unique is our landscape and just our geographic location and, um, the wildlife and the beauty that surrounds us in this state, especially on the West side of the state. Um, so I've really just tried to, to showcase that in my work. And, uh, it, it really has informed, you know, who I am. It, it, mm-hmm. It's funny to, to think about South Dakota, you know, I, I realized that Sioux Falls and South Dakota was unique by playing music. So I, I traveled the country several times touring with, with different bands. And, um, a lot of the times, the first thing we would say when we got up on stage and in, in places like New York city, we'd say, hello, uh, we are from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Then I'd see the whole room kind of go, what? <laughs> you know, and like that, but after the show, people were like, tell me about South Dakota. What are you doing here? Why are, you know, do, they, do you, you know, all these really 
kind of a uh, small minded question. Like, do you have running water there? And right. like, you know, those, those little cliches that we always get as South Dakotans traveling. Um, so that, that made me realize that, oh, this does make us different. The fact that we are from here and that we're proud of being here. Um, so playing music was my first experience hmm. with seeing how people reacted to South Dakota. Like, mm-hmm. oh, people don't really know about this part of the country unless you're from here. So, um, you know, I made a very conscious decision to make that part of like the identity of my work is, you know, it's, it's South Dakota at its core. Is that part of what made you, you said that you're South Dakotan now through and through, right? Um, is that experience, do you think going out into the world and saying, Hey, we're from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, is that part of what made you, I don't know, internalize that or, or kind of take that on as part of part of your identity in a different way? Yeah. You know, um, so playing music and especially, so I, I, I spent 15 years playing rap music, independent hip hop music. My brother and I and, and a, a partner put out, you know, eight records over 15 years. Um, and it was something that was almost like forbidden. You know, it was like these people are making hip hop music from South Dakota. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so <laughs> it, it gave us a little bit of a, of a foot in the door as far as like the conversation and the story goes. Right. Um, and so yeah, like uh, like I said, when I first came here, when I was 13, I, I was resistant to it. Um, but, you know, after spending those formative years growing and really like meeting people and seeing the beauty of the state and experiencing the world and realizing that, you know what, it's all really about what you make of it. So, you know, I've lived in other places and I, I, I found myself coming back here. Um, and, and so... Yeah, it was a, a choice um, to to really lean into South Dakota as part of my like creative identity, but it was also just like what happened in my life. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just the track it took. Yeah, yeah. I have a question about Sioux Falls. So um, I think it's very interesting the perceptions around the state and. I mean, we we can say it because we laugh about it, right? That um, people outside of Sioux Falls refer to Sioux Falls as the black hole. People inside Sioux Falls don't understand why, you know, there's a so, so much distance from the rest of South Dakota. Um, and I feel like there's there's just some congenial um, teasing going on in some of that. Um, at the same time, you see Sioux Falls growing enormously right now. Um, it is different than the rest of the state in certain ways. How does that? How do you make? How do you make sense of that? And how does that impact your vision of who we are as um, a place? How how it all fits together? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I do. And uh, I mean this all in a really loving way. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I get, I, I see that, you know, those little, uh, those little, um, people saying things like that. And like, you know, it's funny, uh, people like to be divisive, I guess, in in Mm -hmm. times. And I don't look at it like that, but like, you know, obviously it's a very different landscape from one side of the state to the other. And, 
Sioux Falls is just geographically like, you know, we're, we're a lot closer to um, Minnesota than we are to the black Hills when we're Mm -hmm. thinking about Sioux Falls or, you know, we're, so we're in this little, uh, this little bubble here in this city, but it's, it's, it's really fun for me. Um, you know, just professionally to be in a place, uh, the size of Sioux Falls, a growing city, um, you know, my ability to have an impact here has been great, uh, compared to other places. So again, like there was times where I was like, oh, maybe we should go to Minneapolis and, and, mm-hmm. and try to, you know, be more involved in this industry. And there was a deliberate choice on our part and my part to stay here and to build something new, um, especially with the music that, that just wasn't happening in a lot of senses and to the scale that we tried to take it to. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't subscribe to any of that, like maybe <laughs> divisiveness at all. It's all beautiful. It, it, it's incredible. Like in, in, I'm a, I'm a proud, uh, I'm proud of being from Sioux Falls, but to be honest, if, if someone asks me about South Dakota, usually the first thing I'm going to say or tell them about is, is like the beauty that, ha- that, that, that is available on the West side of the state, you know, Badlands mm-hmm. National Park has been a, a huge part of my work. Um, and I've just a place that I've been drawn to. And that's usually the first thing I'm going to tell somebody hmm. who asked me about South Dakota is just like, you know, if you have a chance to go there to that part of the state, like it's like, it's unlike anywhere else, you know, it's, it's almost otherworldly in some parts. And so, um, I think, uh, any of that divisive thinking of like the East side versus the West side is, is small minded and, uh, not worth my time or our time. But, um, <laughs> It, it, it that's what I love about South Dakota is like I can be in Sioux Falls and it's a you know a, a blossoming city with a lot of op- of opportunities um, you know a cool creative scene a cool music scene and the art scene and people that are really doing interesting things um, but also I can drive you know 30 minutes and shoot the Milky Way on a dirt road and and, and a car won't go by me for yeah. an hour yeah. so I really yeah. like. I try to notice the, those things that, that I, I love about it. And that, that's one of them. Um, mm-hmm. And then the fact that like, you know, uh, I was recently driving uh, through like Chicago and I was like, what, this is like playing Mario Kart or something <laughs> like, you know, sometimes I, it's fun to be like aggressive like that. I'm like, wow, I don't get to drive like this at home. Whereas like, you know, you can go on I-90 and, and just like go straight for 300 miles. And, and it's like, I don't take that for granted either. You know, like mm-hmm. you can, you can get around and there's space to breathe. And um, I love just like on my way out to the West side, pulling off and stopping and exploring like dirt roads and weird small towns that I've never heard of. And so um, I think we have a lot of that available to us. And then, you know, Places like Minneapolis or Omaha are, are a quick drive away. So um, they're always there. You know, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. You know, that's how I frame it when I think mm-hmm. about where we're from is like we have a lot of uh, opportunities that other other places don't have. And especially the, the like state of the world now, I've never been more like like thankful to be from a place that's sparsely populated and, um, you know, lets us do what we're doing. So, yeah, that's kind of how I think about it. Hmm. It's really interesting and refreshing to talk to creatives, no matter where they are in the state, who have an appreciation for all the pieces 
right? And I think that's part of what Jody and I are trying to kind of hone in on as we have these conversations is that whether you're doing it in Sioux Falls or Hester Prouty's doing it in Rapid City or Jody Shaw's doing it up on the Shaw Ranch, um, there's a uniting factor in all mm-hmm. of that. We all care about the places and spaces and we're all kind of, there's an interconnected nature to all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's an appreciation for the, for that beauty and that variety of what we have that's available to us and that, yeah, it's, it's a fascination with this unique place and bringing that out in our work and also um, bringing the work to the place. I see that a lot with yeah, what you're, absolutely. what you've been talking about, about, you know, mm-hmm. what you've been doing in Sioux Falls and that why, uh, why do it in Sioux Falls? Well, if there's a, there's, there's kind of a void of this, then let's bring it here, you know? And um, absolutely, I love that. I've always had this kind of saying or philosophy um, of, you know, if not us, then who in, in, in not meaning like me or my, my friends, but like, if we're not here creating the things or pushing the, you know, creative outlets um, you know, oftentimes, uh, people leave, right. And, and, and so if we're not here planting our flag and, and kind of being those voices, then, um, you know, the, those stories might not get told. Yeah, absolutely. We talk about, um, creativity in Plains country and why it matters. And I don't think that I'm, what you just said is just a perfect crystallization of why it matters. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah, we saw your video of um, uh, painting "Welcome to Sioux Falls" on on the roof, and both yeah. Jody and I were just like, "That's awesome! That's so it's so <laughs> fun! It's so it's just so joyful! Mm-hmm. It's really a hoot." <laughs> yeah, that was a fun project. That was, uh, you know, um, it, it all stemmed back from, from like another very uniquely Sioux Falls or South Dakota thing is you know this building that we're in. We were able to purchase uh, five years ago, and it's right off of downtown, right off of Main Ave. And it's like, that wouldn't be able to happen in a lot of other places that, that there was something that was actually uh, achievable. And, um, you know, just like I had eyed this little abandoned building for, uh, you know, a year before we actually purchased it. And the fact that we can have something like this in, in a place to come and be creative and um, focus on our work and still be like in the middle of the community that we want to be in is a very like South Dakota thing, very Sioux Falls thing that, that it would be a hard thing to achieve in a lot of other places. So, um, you know, we're less than a mile away from the airport. So um, one day when I was on a flight coming in, I was like, wow, there's our spot, you know, looking <laughs> out the window coming right over it. I'm like, wow, that that's a, you know, 40 by 40 foot black blank canvas that I, uh, we should play with up there. So one day we just decided to get up there on the roof and, and paint it. And it, it was a fun little project. And I'd be also lying if I said it wasn't, you know, kind of a marketing strategy for my business, you know, and it, but, it, but it, it, it was a good, it was just a, a wholesome idea first. And then I was like, Ooh, I think we could, you know, flip this into something that, that people might be interested in watching. Yeah. It helps that you've got some equipment to, you know, capture that on film and uh, sure. yeah. Um, <laughs> is that, it's, that was one of my questions about that. Like, did you just decide on a whim? Hey, let's do that. Um, let's just 
uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, it was something I had been throwing around in my mind for a little while. And then I'd reached out to some, some local uh, designer friends and kind of pitched the idea and they, they kind of mocked up some, some logos and, and design stuff. And then one day, yeah, I mean, really it was, um, we got up there one morning and uh, by the end of the day, we had spent 10 hours up there and it was done. Um, so yeah, I try not to overthink too much. And, and one mm-hmm. day it was just like, hey, it's a beautiful morning. Let's let's start. <laughs> that's that's what I noticed when we were watching that. I thought, OK, my tendency would be to overthink it. I'd be like, OK, we've got this. It has to be perfect. We, you know, like what colors? we? And you went, it looks like from video, right, which is clearly edited cleanly and all of that. But it, so it looks like we slapped down some black, we slapped down some white, put a little red on the outline. It's a quick zoom over in the plane, like, which is perfect. Like if you do something super detailed, people are going to miss it. Right. And you knew we want people to see something in the plane. And yeah, I, I I was very uh, cognizant of the fact that like where people would be viewing it from and, you know, they're, they're flying over, they have, you know, maybe five seconds uh, to try to find it as they're coming in, which is also funny because like I'll be flying in and me and my kids will be like, let's try to find the building. And like, (laughs) so I, I, I've had other people tell me that they've done the same thing. So I knew it was like a quick window of time to, to let people catch it and they were going to be viewing it from the sky. So I figured, um, you know, the, the message of just welcome to Sioux Falls as people kind of come into to the city, I thought was a, a good, easy and clean message to, to. Now that seems like a perfect segue into play and play is something that I've been thinking about and Jody and I've talked about quite a bit, but um, there's just a real element of play and fun and joy in painting the roof of your building, right? Um, we went back and we, I was watching one of the videos, I think it was maybe an OTA video, um, and you said dedication, ambition, and hard work trump skill because with ambition and hard work comes skill. So yeah. what gives you the courage or the gumption to believe in trying things and is play um, and just, just a joy in playing an essence of your work? Because it really that's really what it feels like. Um, yeah. I, so I guess I'll touch on the play part first, you know, um, in my professional career, like, um, as a photographer, I believe that, you know, a lot of the opportunities that I've, uh, been able to, to kind of put myself in front of have come from just doing the things that I love for no other reason, but the fact that I find them enjoyable. Right. So mm-hmm. a lot of the, 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 the best things that have led to work for me, which is the ultimate goal. You know, I have a family, I have a wife and two kids. I, you know, we have bills to pay. So at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like I'm, I'm a, a professional, but really like the things that have led to those opportunities are me just in playing in, in, I've always say to people, like, I'm lucky that we've been able to figure out a way to like make a living doing what I love, but I'd be doing it anyway. And I was doing it long before I was making a living off of it. Mm-hmm. So those things have been the most rewarding, the painting, the roof thing, um, you know, the, those, the, those, those things have come back to me. Um, so there, are, I'm always thinking about playing for sure, especially like on my Instagram, like that's just me enjoying photography straight up. Like that's how I really got into photography was just playing around on Instagram, which sounds crazy, I think, you know, but it it really is the the climate of the world we live in today. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
yeah, so the play part for sure is important. Uh, and uh, I hope it always will be important to, to what I do. Um, and then, you know, to talk about like the ambition and drive, like trumping natural ability and skill is like, I, I really do feel like, um, especially coming from music, like I, I'm not a traditionally talented musician in any way, shape or form. I, I really can't like pick up a guitar and play a beautiful song for you. I have to really like get creative and chip away at things. And um, a lot of the momentum that we ever had in music was built on relationships and, and just going out and playing a show and coming out and standing by the t-shirt booth and selling t-shirts and building these relationships one, one at a time. And mm-hmm. that really does have a ripple effect. So, um, I, I've never considered myself like super talented at any one thing. I've just, I really do think like effort and, and, and just enthusiasm mm-hmm. um, builds those skills over time. And, and, and suddenly you chip away a little bit over the years and, and then suddenly you become proficient at things. Um, and like one thing that stands out to me, uh, somebody said this the other day on something I post, like, you know, you're always in the right place at the right time. Or like, you know, you know, you take such great photos. I'm like, yeah, but I, you know, I don't show you the 10,000 awful images <laughs> I took yeah. to get uh-huh. to that one. Right. Yeah. And that to me, that's what it's about. It's about showing up. It's a, for your craft. And you know, the majority of the time that I show up, I, I come away with nothing. Um, but it's about, you know, making myself available, especially in photography, making myself available to those moments and allowing them to happen and being there like those. That's where the reward is. It's, it's in showing up and being persistent. Huh. What do you say to someone? Somebody came to you and said, look, I have this creative urge, but I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know. I want to do it, but. I also need to pay the bills and I don't know if I'm going to be any good at it. And I may not be any good at it. What advice would you give them? Like, is the, I mean, obviously the trying things is worth all the effort, but that's also a question. Is the trying worth the effort and why? Um, I mean, I think that you have to be willing to be bad in front mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm first right (laughs) like the the lessons and the progress are in the those failure moments right and that's a vulnerable place to be and Mm -hmm. it's a scary place to be and it's a lot easier to not do anything right and Mm -hmm. um but i think uh i have a willingness to go out and like learn in front of people Mm -hmm. and uh and that's a scary proposition for some people but i think Mm -hmm. it's a necessary part of this nobody starts very few people start a process, an artistic process and know what they're doing right away. It mm-hmm. comes from many, many iterations over time. Um, you got to be willing to go mm-hmm. out there and, 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 and fall on your face mm-hmm. and, and often publicly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's in mm-hmm. those moments um, where, where the lessons are learned. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's just what, that's just part of life. And that's something I've learned. And um, really what drives me and my creative process and just being able to like go after it for as long as I have and and still keep the passion. I think it's just like my realization that life is a fleeting moment, 
right? And like my our time here, even if I live to be a hundred years old, that's a a, a blink. And, and, and so um, I try to use that as like my one of my biggest motivators is like um, you know the, the time here that we have is precious, and and I want to make sure I'm using it. And uh, and and not to say that it you know uh, you, you don't need to burn yourself out or, or hustle. Like I, I also I don't love the like you know never stop grinding mentality <laughs> either because like <laughs> right. I get a good night's sleep. I, I like yeah. to read books. I like to spend time with my children. Um, but when I'm when I'm out there and I'm working and, and on my creative pursuits, like I'm gonna give it everything I got because also there's a lot of other people out there who who are who are very talented who are giving it all they've got as well. So if I want to mm-hmm. remain in the position that I'm in professionally, like I, I, there's no time for me to like celebrate. Uh, you know, I, I think we've had a lot of victories, and uh, I like to take those victories and, and move on to like the next thing and, and and not celebrate for too long. So it's kind of how I think about my approach. Do you feel like there's no time to celebrate and there's no time to um, doubt your ability or your? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Celebrate your wins, but but don't rest mm-hmm. on them too long, right? Move on it, it, because, like, you know, there, it's easy to to get a win and then just like not move on to what's next because mm-hmm. um, you know those wins feel good. But uh, it, yeah, like. It, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think that uh, the time that we have here is precious and, and, and you should be using it to, to, to do the things that, that feed your soul. And, mm-hmm. and that's what photography does for me. Could you do something else? Could you? No. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I could. I should say this. I could. That was a great answer. I, I've also realized that like uh, I'm a bad employee. So, uh, like, uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't work for somebody else, uh, in, in most capacities. Um, I've been, you know, highly ADHD my whole life. Um, and, and that wasn't really recognized until late in my high school career. So, um, traditional education was not for me. Um, I, I did really poorly in school. Um, no one ever told me that this was a possibility in, mm-hmm. in my life, you know? Um, so I often, I do think about that because I have a daughter who is on the same track as me, same personality, very ADHD. Um, and I always say, I'm like, I hope you find what you, what you love in your life. Because, uh, if I hadn't, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I would f- have found the level of happiness that I have. Um, and I know that because I, I spent 10 years working construction um, after high school um, in being creative in the evenings and playing music and on the weekends. And um, it, it like hurt my soul to like know that that was a possibility while I was, you know, at work digging trenches and you know, that was a yeah. great job and I don't diminish it And it. I could have done that and fed my family and had a, a, a fine life, but I, there was something in me that was hungry to, to go uh, experience creativity and just the freedom of, of self-employment is something that like I, I value highly, highly. Um, so I do think about that. Um, I, I, I know now 
that, that in this point in my life that I, I am not a good employee. I couldn't go work for somebody. And that's where like the ADHD thing comes in that I feel like I've been able to kind of harness it and use it as like a superpower in a way, because um, if I care about what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I'm locked in, I'm straight focused, I'm borderline obsessive about things I care about. But if I don't care, I can't pretend. (laughs) 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 So it's, it's been a blessing and a curse in my Mm -hmm. life, but luckily uh, I found a way to, to, to come to the things that, that, that do engage me every day. So um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't go work for somebody and do something that I don't, I'm not passionate about because I end up just not like being my best self in those situations. That self-awareness is really, really a key to where you are, I think, is what I'm what I'm seeing is that's a something that so many of us, I think, um, like if we could just be that self aware, that would be so helpful for for the direction for. Well, and for that's life. a that's a lot of work. It is. To yeah, self awareness doesn't just. I'm assuming that's a lot of self work, self work. Yeah. I mean, it took me experiencing it to, to come to that realization and then like, you know, leading back to to thinking about my daughter and and, Mm -hmm. and recognizing those traits in her. Um, and that, that's like one of my biggest, um, you know, kind of worries for her, not worries, but I just hope it goes well because it's like, if I hadn't found the thing, I don't know what my life would have been. Mm-hmm. And, and luckily, um, you know, I had people around me that influenced me. My mother was a huge influence on my photography. She's always had a camera around me. Um, so like it, it, I, with my oldest daughter, um, her thing is drawing and art. She's fantastic at it. And I am blown away because I don't have any ability in that sense. And she came to it on her own. So mm-hmm. all I can do for her is like, make sure I nurture that and in, in, in wherever that leads her. And that's another great thing about creativity and, and doing artistic things because, you know, one creative endeavor leads to another, which opens this other door. So music led me to photography, which led me to filmmaking, which mm-hmm. led me to all these new things. So um, all I can do for her is, is hopefully just nurture the things that she's interested in and she can find, find the things that, you know, fulfill her. Does fear come into your work at all? Do you, or do you ever, do you ever feel, um, I don't know, um, hit by fear or self doubt or does that really slow you down? No, it's there. I mean, I, 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 I have imposter syndrome like everybody else does, you know, mm-hmm. and fear is a, definitely a big part of it. But um, I think, I think one of the reasons I've been able to find success is that um, I, I, I feel like I operate well in stressful situations and that's really where I shine. And that's what I hope that I bring to like my mm-hmm. professional world. It, it, like, that, you know, uh, we have like a philosophy at a kick turn studio. The, the production company we run is that like, you will never ruffle our feathers. Like we're always going to be able to figure it out and go with the flow and remain calm and even keeled and level headed. And, um, <laughs> but you know, the night before I'm in bed, like wide awake thinking about everything that's going to go wrong. 
<laughs> just like everybody else. But it, you know what I mean? We're our own worst enemies. And, and I've learned that often um, my initial instincts and my gut reactions to things are, are the wrong Thing, the wrong uh, emotion. And so I try to tell myself that, um, that usually everything works out just fine. And mm-hmm. um, just we're, we, we internalize the worst case scenarios constantly. And I do that myself and it very rarely comes to fruition. So I try to remind myself of that. It worked last time. It'll be okay this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have a, I have a question I'm curious about, with your photography. Yeah. Um, when I look at your work, there's definitely an element of, of a story there. And I'm just curious when you come to like, does that story exist in your mind when you come to that or does it emerge in the process and afterwards? I'm going to give you an example. And this is a photograph of yours. That's quite it's been around for quite a while, but it's your daughter and she's uh, just in the street and there's a puddle and in the back are just the houses. So it's just a, just a basic street. It's cloudy. Um, It's just kind of this everyday scenario, but here she is bent over this puddle and there's her reflection. And it's like, there's this like this magic thing happening right in the middle of this mundane place. And if you had zoomed in on just her without that, (laughs) without that place, the story would be different. So can you talk to me about storytelling with your work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I, I, I remember the, the photo that you're referencing. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to have a young daughter around mm-hmm. the same time I picked up my camera. So mm-hmm. like uh, I, I had a subject to, yeah. to learn. With. Um, Fantastic so she's, subject. You know, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, she, she's been a, a fun one to chase around. Um, but, you know, I think as far as story goes, like I think that a lot of my objective with my photography is like finding interesting things about ordinary moments right and like um that that's a a a challenge that I give myself because Mm -hmm. um a lot of times especially in the professional work I do commercial work is that's my job is like you know how do I tell someone's story and make it interesting universally to a wider audience Mm -hmm. um but really like there's beauty in the, the mundane, right? Like it, life is a series of highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you mm-hmm. can find like happiness in the, in the middle on those ordinary days, like you're going to have more highs than you are mm-hmm. going to have lows. So, <laughs> um, you know, like I, I've really uh, leaned in again to just trying to like show the day to day and like, uh, granted, like, I mean, a lot of times I'm, I'm in really beautiful locations that if I think about Badlands National Park mm-hmm. is one that comes to mind all the time, but like, that's ordinary to a lot of people that grew up there, right. Or, or around it. Um, and, and with me and my daughter, like, you know, if it's raining out and the streets are filled with puddles and like, that's an opportunity for me to go out with my camera and chase mm-hmm. her around. Um, that's just like an hour out of our day in an afternoon, but it's, uh, Again, it's just trying to find like an interesting perspective to 
to ordinary moments in life. And, and, and that's what life is mostly made up of, right? It's like yeah. ordinary moments. Yeah. yeah. You're totally speaking my language. Totally. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Jody hears ordinary moments and beautiful. And she's like, amen. We were um, just kind of looking through some of your work yesterday. And so I grew up in Custer State Park. Um, so it was around Buffalo all the time, right? You have a photo of you're in a, in the vehicle. There's someone in the passenger seat, and the the frame is clearly in the car. You can see the passenger seat. You can see the rear view mirror. And then there's it's you know it's a gorgeous sunset. It's grassy plains, and there's a buffalo out in the in the foreground um or background. Is that the right word? I'm not sure. You know what I mean. There's a yeah. buffalo on the other end. <laughs> um, and I laughed. I told Jody, I was like, oh my gosh, how many times have you seen that photo? And how many times have you taken that photo, right? Where you're trying to get the feeling of watching someone look at a wild animal, but you're stuck in a car. And so you're trying to crop out all the, the car parts and, you know, you're trying to make it look cool. Whereas you captured that whole thing. And the moment I looked at it, I said, I've been there. I know what that feels mm-hmm. like. So getting back to Jody's point about story, like you immediately told a story in capturing the whole place. And most people, including me, when I take that photo would be like, okay, but I just want to get your face in the Buffalo. You know what, do you know what I'm saying? Like you captured just the ordinary kind of grossness of a car (laughs) as, as part of a picture that's not necessary. Yeah. And I mean, I think, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I definitely zoomed in and, and mm-hmm. got some shots of just the buffalo sure. through yeah. the window. But yeah. like sometimes, like again, trying to find those interesting perspectives. Like I'm, you know, when I'm out shooting, I'm I'm like rolling around on the ground and climbing up into a tree, mm-hmm. looking down, or like laying, you know, next to a puddle. Or, so it's like uh, trying to find those interesting perspectives that help tell the story, mm-hmm. I think is an important piece of, of the photography for me. Um, yeah, I have a lot of shots of, of especially bison in Badlands National Park where it's like you can see my rear view mirror in the front of my car and like the bison on the road. And I just feel like that tells more of like mm-hmm. the realistic, relatable story because, right. you're, you're, you know, how many times uh, or if, if you've never been to Badlands National Park, like a lot of times you'll come up over a hill and you, you don't know what you're about to see next. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, there it is. There's these beasts on the road and like the sun is coming up. And um, part of that experience is like hanging out your driver's side window a little bit yeah. because, um, you know, that's just what it what it's like. And uh, so including those perspectives into the frame, I think uh, mm-hmm. for me, it tells like a, a, a more clear picture mm-hmm. about what that experience is, is actually like. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing that picture took me right back to, um, you know, in, in the summertime, dad would have us hop in the back of the pickup and we'd just go out on one of the um, gravel roads. And our our job for an hour or whatever was just to sit in the back of the pickup and listen to the buffalo, and mm-hmm. um, which is a marvelous memory. But part of that memory is the roughness of the vehicle and the uncomfortableness of sitting in a pickup and, you know, all of that. And there's a, you just, you've, it feels like you find a way to capture the, to get back to what we talked about before, the ordinariness, the uncomfortableness, mm-hmm. the, just the blahness of a moment, but underscoring the beautiful part. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot about um, 
or I think a lot about the ordinary things that happen. And uh, actually, I just released a project um, that I I, I, I had curated a, a lot of my mother's photography from uh, mm-hmm. the late 1970s. She had taken a road trip with my dad through the Western United States, two months in a van. Uh, she shot like 300 images on Kodachrome film. Um, and this was before they had kids. And so I found this box of slides in her attic and I was just blown away by, by what I was seeing. Not only was it just beautiful landscape photography of like the Western United States on film, um, but it was also like a glimpse into my mom and dad's life before they had had kids and they were mm-hmm. out um, exploring the world like mm-hmm. I love to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me realize uh, like the thesis of this whole project was that like with the passing of time, ordinary moments in our lives become very interesting to people that know us or love us. Um, because, um, you know, so we can be snapping these seemingly insignificant moments happening and then 20, 30, 40 years goes by and these seemingly mundane moments become very important in the context of our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel like they tell you who you are? Absolutely. And when I released this project recently, I like, um, it was cool to work with my mom and, mm. and, and kind of take some of her work and, mm-hmm. and kind of present it back to her and say, Hey, like, you know, she had these photos in her attic for 40 years. Um, and, and, and didn't think much of them. And, and it took me kind of curating them down and, and sh- presenting them back to her to kind of show her like, wow, this is a story we're telling and mom, these images are incredible. And, um, to her, they, they were just pictures she had taken in the seventies. And to me, I'm like, this is where I come from. This is who I am now. Like this has informed everything about me. So, um, it, it's been a fun project to work on for sure. So the, the, uh, I got to plug it a little bit here. The the yeah. project is called the, the, the last time we were, we were young. Um, so I built out a website called the last time we were young.com and wrote a story about, about my experience finding mm. these slides. And uh, yeah, it's just uh it's just about like the importance of capturing like everyday mm-hmm. moments and, and just like as a capsule of, of time and history. And, and they really do, uh, become important later later in life as time goes by. So like that picture of my daughter standing in a puddle mm-hmm. or under mm-hmm. the rainbow, like, you yeah. know, I hope her kids find those images someday and, 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 and are, are equally like captivated and, and blown away by like just having a glimpse into that moment in time. Mm. It's a, a treasure and a time capsule. Mm-hmm. For sure. And a, a lot of people have reached out. I think it's not a, a unique story either. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people have boxes like that. Or yes. I've had a lot of people reach out like, hey, I have, you know, thousands of pictures from when my grandpa was in, you know, the war and all this, mm-hmm. you know, this stuff. I'm like, yeah, these are stories worth telling. And, mm-hmm. and so it's been cool to hear people reach out and tell me that they have a similar experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really <laughs> relatable. Wes, I have a question just to to wrap things up. And I think what we've just been talking about leads right into it. What what do you think that you're here to do? Mm. Um, I think I'm here, one, to 
give my children like an opportunity that to, to live a life that uh, I was also afforded by my parents. And, and that mm-hmm. that's my main goal is to like create something um, uh, to where my, my kids can go have a happy life and, and enjoy what they're doing. And in, in the best way for me to, to show them that I think is to lead by example and do that myself. Um, I think like on a, on a, a granular level, like what am I here to do and what my mission is. And like, I like to think that like, I'm a good example of just an ordinary person that has like found a way to do it and like find happiness and, and do some of the things that they love every day. And like show the world that like it can be done and, and, it, and, it, and it doesn't take huge resources or, or coming from like a, a background of wealth um, to, to do like if you find the thing that you love and you go out and you do it every day and you're consistent over time and you do it for the right reasons I feel like the universe is going to reward that in some way shape or form um, but again it's going to take consistency and it's going to take persistence um, and passion and, and mm-hmm. if you can find the thing that 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 sets you off and in every day like there's no amount of money that I would trade for those feelings of like uh, freedom and, and, and just satisfaction of going out and doing the things I love every day. So uh, that's a big question. <laughs> um, but I think that's like the core of what I think about is like, it's possible to find, to find the thing that, that, that really sets you off and, and, and that leads to a happy life. I love your answer. That's beautiful. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for um, doing the work that you do. It's yes. it's inspiring. It's it's, it's gorgeous, beautiful work. Um, it's also inspiring, and it encourages other people to do their work, including me. Um, so, yeah, yeah thank you I'm, for that. For sure. Oh, thank you. Uh, happy to be happy to be here doing these things. That's that's great. Thank you for attending this place so well. Thank you. I appreciate it, Jody and Molly. It was great, great chatting with you. Thanks. It was a joy. Thanks for listening to Place Well Tended. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate feedback, so we'd love for you to send us a note, rate, or review us, pop us some ideas for future guests. The links for reaching us are in our show notes. We believe in creative work for the love of a place. Here's to doing our part to keep this place well-tended.